It's the KGEZ Good Morning Show. Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks. And joining us from land to hand, we have their education manager, Whitney, Whitney Pratt. Good morning. Hi, Good Whitney. morning. Hi. So um, we're getting ready for the Free the Seeds. Yeah. Yeah. We're we, going to we're going to free the seeds. <laughs> we are going to free the seeds. Yeah, we're really excited. It's coming up on March 2nd um, at the community college at FECC. That's a week from this Saturday, right? It is. Okay. So we don't have time to dilly-dally here. <laughs> no dilly-dallying. I would imagine you guys have been pretty darn busy. We have been really, really busy. This is a huge event for us. We usually have around 1,500 attendees. So all of our staff and lots of volunteers are really putting a lot of effort into preparing. How many packets of seeds do you figure you have ready? Currently, I have 18,700 packets of seeds. (laughs) She knows the exact number, John. (laughs) 18,700. And you're still working on them? So we just stopped having volunteers pack seeds with us. Um, We will be packing day of at the event. So folks can come, they can help pack, they can help clean if they want to get engaged in that way. All right. So tell me what what goes into uh, getting these seeds ready to go into the packets. Great question. So the majority of our seeds are grown and saved locally. So for those seeds... Folks grow the plants, they let them go to seed, and then they harvest them and donate them to us. Once that happens, we have to do quite a bit of cleaning. So maybe we have to separate the seed from the stems and the flowers. Then once we have that, then we have to pack them. So we have to print labels, we have to measure how much there is, and then we have hundreds of volunteer hours dedicated just to packing them. Okay, now some of these seeds have like a hole around them too that... Uh, probably when it dries out, uh, what what do you do? Uh, shake them in a strainer or something? There's all sorts of different methods, <laughs> and we will be doing a lot of it at the event, which will okay. be really fun. Um, sometimes you even dance on seeds. So like lupin <laughs> seeds or beans, you might jump on them and dance on them just to break open those. Um, wow. <laughs> it's a celebration. <laughs> Free the Seeds Gala. <laughs> Let's see. Now, just, just uh, eight years old, that's how long you've been doing this. All right. 11,000 people have received more than 100,000 packets of non-GMO open-pollinated seeds. Yeah, we're really proud of that. That is fantastic. Now, are they, uh, this is kind of a return process. These same people are contributing now? That is the goal, is that those same people are learning how to save seeds, are taking those seeds, um, growing them, and then saving them because all the seeds that we give out are what's called true to seed. So that's what open pollinated means is that when you save that seed, you're very, very, very likely to get the exact same plant the -hmm. next year. Um, I would say that we actually have a small number of folks who actually donate the vast majority of our seeds. So it's probably fewer than 10 people who supply probably 50 or 60% of the seeds we give away. So you don't actually have to grow that much to make a really big impact in terms of seeds. You know, what kind of seeds are these? So many different kinds. we mostly have flowers. Um, I don't remember exactly, but we probably have like 7,000 flowers, um, maybe more than that. A lot of herbs, a lot of dill, a lot of cilantro, but then we have everything. We have kale, we have broccoli, we have a lot of lettuce, we have carrots, um, a really wide range, mostly annual food okay. seeds. Are these seeds that uh, uh, grow well here in Montana? 
For the most part, yeah. If we buy any seeds, they're always well adapted. And then anytime someone is growing the seeds here, they should be well adapted to the climate. I would think so because there are some that – I know there are some seeds that have been um, altered slightly so they grow better. There is one uh, corn seed here that I've seen that actually you can get corn stalks out of it in our short growing season. Yeah, there's actually this corn seed that I'm really excited about right now. Someone came to volunteer with us and they brought corn and they brought this corn that is a hybrid seed. So usually we won't give this out. We won't accept mm-hmm. it. However, they have been saving this for so many years that they've actually changed the genetics. And now we can really? say that that seed will be true because for so many years, this person has been saving it. So they've shown that mm. it's okay now, which... I had not learned about before, so that was very exciting. Yeah, so this is that seed that uh, that grows in our short. Because usually it takes a long time to to grow corn, and a lot of hot weather. Mm-hmm. I used to say in uh, in you know in the corn growing states, they would say knee high by the Fourth of July, and now it's waist high by the Fourth of <laughs> July. But the the point being that uh, you need a lot of hot weather and you need a long long growing season for most types of corn. That's why we don't grow much here. Absolutely. And that's why a lot of people turn to hybrids because they might be really specifically created to have a shorter growing season. Now, I knew a guy down in Lower Valley that loved corn. His entire, I, I bet you he had an acre of corn. And I asked him about it and he said, well, I like corn so much, I planted different stages throughout the mm. season so it'll be coming ripe. Wow. But he said an interesting thing is that he found that it all came ripe at the same time anyway. <laughs> and it must be because of soil temperature, you know. So, hmm. so he had Best a lot of Best laid plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Land to Hand, uh, tell us a little bit about that organization. Absolutely. So Land to Hand is a local nonprofit. We focus on access and education um, in Flathead County and across the state of Montana. Um, so our access programs have quite a bit to them. So in Columbia Falls, we do the weekend backpack assistance program, which is emergency food for kids. Um, we also do what are called food for all programs, which we double snap at farmers markets. We do a food prescription program. Um, we do senior coupons um, and we do school coins. So those are all ways for more people to be able to afford local food. And then for education, we do our big Free the Seeds event, which is a ton of education. And then we do a farm to school program in the Columbia Falls School District as well. We should uh, focus a bit on the education part of the Free the Seeds uh, uh, deal that's coming up at the college you're going to have, what, did I see 20 educational workshops? Yeah, and now it's closer to 28. I think we'll really? have around 28 workshops, which is really exciting. I personally am really excited about all the workshops that we have, and they're all volunteer-led. So we reach out to our community, we see who wants to teach what, and we have some really amazing workshops. We have a whole track dedicated to kids, so all day there will be workshops purely for kids wow. to enjoy, to learn about seeds, to learn about gardening. Some of the highlights, um, we will be having Ted Wycall of North Shore Farm. We'll be doing gardening like a pro, which I think will be really good. Um, we also have one by Carol Treadwell-Stites, which is building soil while growing great wool. So if you're interested in sheep, that'll mm. be a good one. Um, and then we also have coloring with natural pigment pigments by Barnes from Montana Survival Seeds. Hmm. So you'll be learning how to take natural non-toxic pigments, turn them into art supplies, and then getting creative. Wow. 
So uh, are, are, are they all gardening type of uh, workshops? So the theme of the event is real seeds, real food, real skills. So as long as folks fit into that, we have a pretty wide range. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of gardening. There's a lot that are focused on seeds. But then there are others that are focused on making sourdough bread or why you should love lentils. So as long as it's a real food, a real seed, or a real skill, we're happy to have it. Oh, gosh. This just sounds like a fabulous. And you've got a big enough building to do it, too. Thankfully, we have a big enough building, and we are pushing at the edges. So we're always trying to find ways to help people spread out for it to be more comfortable, and we love partnering with FECC. The Arts and Tech Building is a nice facility to do that, a nice big room. And uh, they've got a lot of uh, um, audiovisual capabilities, too. Will you be using some of those? Yes, absolutely. So in the upstairs of that building, we'll be using all the classrooms for the workshops. And so the vast majority of our workshop presenters are using a PowerPoint or another similar presentation. Mm-hmm. And then in the booth room, which is the downstairs really big room, we'll have a slideshow going as well for folks to enjoy. Gosh, what a deal. You guys um, really, really making this happen. And, and I got a feeling you're going to have more people there than you ever have before. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We definitely are talking about it a lot, and we want everyone to get excited, to want to grow their own food, to learn from our community, so we're hopeful. So you get started 9 o'clock a week from this Saturday morning. Uh, 9 o'clock going till what, 3 or so? Till right around 3. The last workshop, I think, is at um, two ends at 2.45 maybe, mm-hmm. so yeah, right around 9 to 3. Do we have a place where we can get a list of the workshops? Yes. Go to our website, which is land to hand mt. Org. Okay. Um, that's the easiest. All right. Whitney Pratt, thank you so much, and congratulations to you guys for putting this together. For This will be the ninth year? Yeah, it's our ninth year. We're super excited. Oh, my gosh. One more, and we've got a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Look right. out. Okay. Gosh, thanks so much. Thank you. Yes.